0: I live in a small, peaceful town. I don't live in a place where you have to worry about walking alone at night. I share a one-story house with my sister, but she's hardly ever home. She has another place in Florida that she spends most of her time. There's about 100 to 200 feet between each house on my block, and then there's some woods across the street. I have a daily routine. I get home from work, make dinner, shower, relax a little, then go for a run, come back and have a light snack, then go to bed. It was a work night like any other i was going for my nightly run and when i came back to my house there was a random white van parked across the street i took notice of it because hardly ever would random cars park on any of these streets our little neighborhood has very little through traffic i looked at it as i walked backwards to my front door and i could tell there was someone sitting inside of it though i couldn't see anything regarding what they were doing i don't know if the glass was tinted or if it was just because it was dark out Later that night, I was hearing some weird sounds coming from outside. It was like a scraping sound. I looked out my window and called out, hello, and it stopped. I had no idea what it could be, but my first guess was the neighbor doing something in his yard. I went back to whatever I was doing and that was the night. The following day was a Friday, the last day in my work week. After work, I did proceed with my regular schedule. I went on my nightly run a little earlier tonight since it was Friday and I had plans with some friends. I got back from my run, imagining the van to be there again, but it wasn't this time. I went out with my friends to a comedy club, and I didn't get back until late. I let myself into the house and locked the door. It was a long night and I was feeling tired, so I hurried up with the getting ready for bed process. After turning off the bedside light in my room and laying down. That's when things were finally silent enough for me to pick up on some weird thumping and rustling sounds. I felt like they were coming from inside of the walls. It's only a two bedroom house, it's not big. I put my ear up to one of the walls and indeed heard something going on in there. I knocked on the wall and the noises stopped. This was a cause for concern as I assumed it was a rodent or a wild raccoon. I went out to the living room and passing by the windows I looked outside and saw that white van parked outside again. I opened my front door and stepped out to the front stoop to look at the van. I didn't see anyone sitting in it this time. Two nights in a row of this now, something was going on. I walked barefoot to the side of my house to look for possible holes in the walls for animals to crawl through. Then I came to the outside crawlspace door. It was cracked open, and the lock was snapped off. I hadn't paid attention to this door in weeks. I pulled it open a little more, and without a phone or flashlight in my hands, All I could do was lean inside and squint my eyes in the pitch blackness of the crawlspace. I heard the faintest little sounds of pebbles scraping against the concrete floor. At first my naive mind was thinking it was an animal, till the sounds turned more aggressive and more closely resembled human footsteps marching to the crawlspace door. And then, just barely, I could see a person crouch walking towards me. I slammed the door and twisted the knob, but without a lock it wouldn't do anything. I ran back inside my house and called the police. While on the phone, I instantly attributed the crawlspace door to the scraping sounds I heard the night before. The next time I went to the window wall on the phone, the van in the street was gone. Police came and I showed them the crawlspace. We had to use flashlights as the crawlspace doesn't have any lights installed. We found something disturbing. In the left corner, there were cut marks in the roof of the crawlspace as if the intruder was trying to saw his way into the house. The only info I could give them was the white van parked in front of the house. We don't have cameras, nor did I see what he or she even looked like. They never came back though, I'd imagine because I caught on to what was probably supposed to be a silent operation. My family has a summer home in Arapahoe National Forest of Colorado. It's a seven-hour drive from my home. I don't often go with my parents or siblings, if ever. I go alone for the purpose of hunting and detoxing. I've probably been up there a total of 40 times in my life. The last time I went was a few months ago, but I don't really like going alone anymore. Here's why. It was 2017. i just pulled my truck up the old dirt road onto the grass of the property. There's no real driveway, we just park wherever on the grass really. The house isn't huge, it's modest, but nice for a vacation home. I parked up next to the front deck. This was in the dead of summer, but the breeze there was still nice and cool. I let myself into the house using the keypad lock. We don't use physical keys in fear of losing or forgetting them. I was the first one there in quite some time, so I had to turn on the electricity and water heater. In the meantime, I unpacked and ate the lunch I brought with me. I also threw away any mouse and bug traps that were left out that caught mice and bugs. It's actually quite a problem in the house. After all this was done, I started setting up my hunting gear, which my dad and I leave in a big back closet. By this point the sun was on its way down. It was around 6 o'clock. A laughter from outside caught my attention. I marched from the kitchen to the living room to look out the big window that looked into the woods. I looked into the woods and I didn't see anyone so I cranked the heavy window open and listened. The laughter belonged to multiple children, like a small group. This was our property though, that meant these kids were trespassing, probably up to no good. I went outside through the back door to the woods, trying to follow the laughter. I kept going deeper into the woods and the laughter stayed the same distance away from me though. Eventually I gave up because it seemed like the kids were running away anyway the next day, while posted up in the tower that my dad built for deer hunting in the woods, I heard the sound of those kids laughing again. Noting that meant they were once again on our property, I decided to call my dad and ask what to do. He told me to chase them off the property if I saw them, so I shot around into the air. I forfeited any game for the sole purpose of chasing the kids away, but it worked of course. The sound of the laughing stopped right away. I knew now it would be pointless staying posted up in the tower, so I called it for the day and went back to the house, I wasn't feeling too well anyway. That night I slept with all the windows open to get some air circulating, maybe help me with my headache. Then it came back, the sounds of the children. At this crazy hour, it had to be past like 11 at this point, I climbed up the bed to look out the window, of course it was too dark out there, I had enough now though. I grabbed my Winchester from the closet and a flashlight as well. I didn't have intentions of shooting kids, just scaring them off with a round or two. I went out the back door towards the woods again, where the laughter was coming from. The laughter was louder than any other time before now, like it seemed like they were 20 meters away at most. I yelled in a strong commanding voice to get off my land. I scanned the woods with my flashlight, it wasn't a very powerful one though. Then every muscle in my body basically went limp, and the volume of the laughter went from 30 to 100 in a matter of half a second. Then something landed on the ground next to me. It was an old looking speaker, the sounds of kids laughing was blasting through it. I picked it up and threw it back in the woods, then aimed the light back in the woods. At one point, I'm still not sure of it though, but I thought I saw a person standing at the edge of my light. I aimed my Winchester into the air and fired then yelled a threat, like come any closer, the next round goes through your skull. I then ran back inside the back door and locked it. I closed every curtain. I considered calling the sheriff's department, but all the way up here, any police call would take at least half an hour to an hour. I was better off fleeing altogether. As I packed my bag, I heard a smudge on the living room window. I waited a few minutes in an idle position before slightly moving the curtains, revealing something written in blood on the glass. I didn't take the time to read it. I finished packing my bag, took my gun, took a deep breath, and went outside. I locked the door with the code as quickly as possible, then ran for the car as if my life depended on it. I turned the car on and put it in drive before it had time to finish with those startup beeps. I spoke with my dad on the way home. He told me I was right to leave, anything in the house wasn't worth my life. I stayed at a nearby motel that night, and my dad came the next day. I met him at the house. Whatever was written on that window in blood was wiped completely off. The house wasn't broken into, and we couldn't find the speaker type thing that was thrown at me. We stayed a couple nights, then went home. I don't know who was out there or why they were targeting me. I really hope that blood was animal blood, though. I was home alone one weekend, housed to myself. I had a couple friends over the first night, and I stayed up pretty late both nights. I was 14 at the time, just started high school, and my parents had just started trusting me enough to leave the house to myself. This was on a Saturday night. I was out with a couple friends pretty late. When we all decided to call it a night, I walked home by myself. Halfway through my walk home, I noticed the car seemed to be following me. So I started to jog home, and the car started flashing its lights. At this hour of the night, I could only assume potential danger, so I turned my jog into a full-fledged run. I ran all the way to my house and checked outside the windows. Moments later, the car from outside parked in front of the house and someone came out from the car. They started running up to my front door. I started panicking. The doorbell started to ring and they started pounding on the door aggressively. I suddenly felt like my life was being threatened. I ran to my room which is on the lower level of the house by the backyard. I tried to get my parents on the phone, but they wouldn't answer. They were definitely asleep. For a 14-year-old boy, I was scared to death. Now the intense knocking moved to my window instead of the front door. I screamed at them to go away, and they yelled something back, but it was muffled. I left my room to hide in my parents' room and call the police. I made a phone call explaining that I was followed home and someone was trying to break into my house. The banging started at my parents' bedroom window now as if they somehow knew which room I was going to every time. I screamed, go away. The 911 dispatcher told me not to do that and to keep quiet and stay hidden, but the person banging on the glass started yelling through the closed window, and now I could hear more clearly what he was saying. He yelled there was a person in my house. Then he yelled someone followed me home and might be inside my house. Ignoring the 911 dispatcher, I went to the window and asked in a loud voice so he could hear me, what are you talking about? He yelled at me to call the police and stay locked inside of a room because someone followed me home and went to our backyard. I told the dispatcher exactly what the man yelled to me. She said don't trust him just yet and to stay in a locked room until the police would arrive at my front door. I didn't know whether the things the man was saying were true or not, not until hearing footsteps outside my parents' bedroom near the living room. The footsteps clonked down the wooden floor of the bedroom hallway. I heard each door in the hall being opened until they got to my parents' bedroom door The doorknob twisted, but since it was locked, obviously the door couldn't be pushed open. I hid in the closet as the person on the other side of the door started trying to most likely kick the door down, as all I heard were loud bangs. Eventually the bangs stopped, I imagine they gave up. I didn't hear footsteps walking away, but probably because I was in the closet, I was still on the line with the dispatcher. She told me police were outside, to which I suggested the police try entering through the back, as that was apparently the point of entry most likely. They were able to enter through the front door though as apparently the intruder left through the front. The back door was left ajar after the intruder smashed the glass panel on the door allowing him to reach in and unlock it. I met the police in the living room. The man who was outside banging on the windows was also there. He told this whole story that as I was walking home he saw some older man crouching in bush after bush following me in a manner that conveyed he meant harm. He followed me all the way to my house as a matter of fact. That's why the guy in the car was following me as well as flashing his lights. I called my mom, who picked up on the third try. I didn't want to call my dad because I was scared of how angry he'd be. I spoke with my mom on speakerphone, with the police listening and contributing reassuring words to my mom. The police dropped me off at a friend's house that night to sleep there, and my parents started driving home that night and got home early the next morning. A police officer parked outside our house for a few hours before driving off. Nothing was stolen at all to our knowledge. And if the intruder didn't break in to rob us, that means he really was just after me. And he came after me in my own house.